Welcome to Your Security, a podcast on walking victimless in today's world. I'm Gabriel Grimes. In this podcast, I discuss how to stay alert and situationally aware no matter where you are or where you go. Hello, everyone. This is episode number 20, Social Engineering. I am sitting here in my sound studio with a great cup of Starbucks coffee. No, a Starbucks cup that I bought, oh, about 10 years ago. And uh, the coffee is actually a Mayan dark roast that I bought just yesterday at the grocery store. Brand new, never had it before, and I think I really like it. It's an organic, it's really a dark roast, it's really full-bodied. Um, so I'm definitely gonna, gonna continue drinking this cup, or excuse me, this coffee for a while. If you're around somewhere close to your coffee, go ahead and grab it. And we're going to talk about social engineering. I am here. I want to express to you that the most important thing you can do to keep yourself safe. Well, we've already talked about several things. But one of the most important things you can do to keep yourself safe is creating policies and procedures around you. You as a person, not just your office. So your office and your office staff and Maybe even your um, your security manager, security director, will have created some policies and procedures around your safety and your security, and you really need to follow them. They are put there not to make your life difficult. <laughs> They're put there on purpose so that your life will be safe, and the information will be safe, and your money will be safe and secure. Because there are people out there that can read you like a book and you're thinking not you know i think i remember clearly this one manager as i was talking to him about uh, travel security and i was explaining to him you know these are the following things that we need to be focusing on and telling people and reminding people and helping them increase their awareness on travel security and he nodded his head. He was, you know, it looked like he was very engaged in what I was telling him. And then he, after he finished nodding, he was like, yeah, 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 I know, Gabe. You know, I am, I'm probably the only expert here on travel because I traveled so much. So I think a lot of our folks need to have this information. And when he said that, it was, it wasn't told he didn't say it in such a way as to say, as to mean, oh yeah, I need that information. Great. Thank you so much. Even though I travel a lot, you know, an awareness training is always good. That would have been the best. No, <laughs> he said, he was telling me I wanted, that he wanted me to train all the neophytes, the new people in the office. But he was above all that because he was this experienced person. That is the kind of thing, and that's the kind of person who is easy, can easily be... Uh, engineered and it's because they put a lot of confidence in their in their experience only and not in their awareness and constant refreshing of 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 tactics and techniques that bad guys or the bad elements are are implementing all the time so it's it reminds me of a person who has a house door right the main door and they put a special lock on it, and they put a deadbolt, two or three deadbolts into it, 
And I'm telling you what, this door is the most secure door ever. But the door is either made of glass or it's right beside two large glass plane win pane windows. And so any any bad element could come through one of the windows on the sides or break it and open the door from the inside that way. It's it's so it's a it's a false sense of security. That's what it is. It's a false sense of security. So let's let's get into what social engineering. What is social engineering? And um, well, it's it's part marketing. It's part psychology, and it's definitely manipulation. So I found this one definition online. It says social engineering is the context of information security referring to psychological manipulation of people into performing actions or divulging confidential information. So that's really interesting way of saying it. What I like, I like this definition. It says social engineering is the act of tricking someone into divulging information or taking action using, uh, using technology or just social behaviors. So what does that mean? It, it, it's, it's basically it's the conversation and it's the tactic of, of the con man. Con means confidence. And so it's the confidence. A person brings a an, an situation up and we feel confident in that situation and we open up. So all of us are, are combination locks. Every one of us are combination locks, and we're combination locks of a different sort. Everyone is a little bit unique, but we're all combination locks. We all have information inside of us that other people can, and and if they had this information, might use to hurt us. So, uh, but we have, but this come from this uh, combination lock is based on our surroundings are the habitat that we're in and the people that we're around. So we'll have different barriers for different people, types of people. Then we'll have different barriers in the different circles, uh, social circles or physical circles that we're around. Now, what does that mean? So let's think about uh, going to church. In church, you're going to reveal certain things or to the people that are around you at church that you wouldn't reveal or or talk about in, uh, let's say, uh, the office setting. And in the office setting, there's going to be things that you're going to talk about that you wouldn't feel comfortable talking about um, to your friends at your at your rowing club or at your uh, your biking club. It's just it's not it's it's unusual, and you would feel unusual when someone were to ask you something regarding. Uh, activities in another circle. In other words, when someone is in your biking club, a bicycle club, and they start asking you questions about work, you would feel weird about that. And your your combination lock would become set. People wouldn't be able to get past certain questions. Uh, hey, well, you know, are, are you traveling for work? That would be the only thing that you may be able to do. You may be able, you may be confidence to say, yeah, I'm traveling for work. But if the person said, well, where are you going? Then 
the the little red flags go up and you're like well I can't tell you and or or whatever the reason you're gonna give them but you're not gonna feel comfortable telling them where you're going but if you were at work and someone from work asked you hey where are you going this is your travel schedule really full this season and you say yes and the person says well where's your first trip you're going to give them that information whether or not that person needs to know the information or not so that that person has unlocked that information from you and let let it go because he asked you in in the right context in the right circles and that's the combination that I'm talking about so if a bad guy the bad element were to gather that you are traveling somewhere and found a way to get into your work and um, then within that work environment were to ask you where you were going you would allow him that information that's a really simple way of doing things a really simple example but it is highly it's highly likely that that's what happens think about uh, social engineering of of a phishing like phishing for information online on through an email so how does that happen well a person uh, receives an email let's say someone receives an email on their personal email and that person that email asks you straight up what's your password or what's your uh, let's just say what's your username let's say it doesn't go straight to the password because password everyone is so trained into not letting your password out that you're you're pretty locked down on the password part but not necessarily on your username so if someone straight sent a message to you and said hey what's your username for your um, banking account not banking account let's say uh, your business login well you would be what no way I'm not gonna give you that information not at all so you've locked down if it comes through your personal email but if it were to come through your your business email then your your level of awareness and your level of concern would go a lot down would it would go way down and you would pass that information on I'm pretty sure you wouldn't even question it okay now you're probably thinking well what should I do <laughs> if someone it could be from IT and IT is asking me <coughs> hey what's your what's your login number for whatever reason that is where policies and procedures come into place so at your office there should be some sort of procedure regarding uh, talking to IT now if Joe Blow on the corner calls you up even though he works inside your office and he says hey what's your login number for information or, or your login name you shouldn't pass that information on you may or you may not but you shouldn't now your IT department will probably say if someone calls from IT they will properly identify themselves they will tell you why they're using that information only people from this phone number will be able to receive this information or will ask you for this information or they may they may provide you some other requirements right to identify to properly identify the person on the phone and to validate the passing of information so that is the only way that procedure is the only way you should be able or you should then release that information to IT now a social engineer understands or a hack 
a hacker, social hacker or con man, understands this, understands this completely. And so he will, he or she will find a way to put himself in a situation in which you will feel comfortable of giving him your um, sensitive information. You know, I was, it's really interesting. I would tell people traveling internationally, be careful what you say about your trip when you're out and about. When you're at the bar, when you're uh, in the lobby, when you're in these different public areas, be careful what you do, what you say about your information of the trip. Because you don't want that information, which is sensitive, to fall into the wrong hands. But the it takes some effort to be conscious, be cognizant of how we talk and what we say anywhere. Um, I remember jumping into a cab, and the cabbie, this is in Bogota, Colombia, and the cabbie is just asking questions and talking, and this is that, and look over here down this street, this happens, and look down over here, on, this is a great restaurant, and he said, how long are you going to stay in town? The moment he said that to me, which seems to be a very innocent question, well, I, I clammed up. I said, oh, I don't know, uh, maybe a couple of weeks or something, even though my time was going to be a lot shorter. I never give the right information to the people that are asking me information unless it's necessary. If I went to travel agent and he needs or he or she needs to know my information to book something that's something different but a cabbie does not need to know that information and even though he's making small talk it's information that is is sensitive and sensitive information shouldn't be said so um that is in fact it's really interesting that i brought that in example up because cabbies are many times used by the bad guys to gather information social information to allow us excuse me so that the con man can then use that against for instance let's say uh someone comes up to your someone finds out that you're going to uh, bogota colombia and you're going to be there for three or four days right well then uh, and it's done through a, a secondary circle, right? You, you, the person is uh, either a cabbie, for instance, or maybe it's someone that you met as a in a hobby circle, uh, maybe bicycling. Another hack that these guys use is trading information. So I mentioned about the the cabbie, right? The cabbie giving getting information from you. You're traveling somewhere, um, you're going to Bogota, right? Well, if the bad element contacts your office and asks information from you, from your, your office assistant or from your secretary, the person may not give them that information because they know it's sensitive. But if the person, the bad guy, on the line says, yeah, well, I already know that Bob is in Bogota. He, we've been talking for weeks and Bob is in Bogota, I know he's going to be there for X number of days, then the office assistant believes that if information has been given to you by Bob, then that you are at a different level of security and you're, you have more access than just a Joe Blow calling from off the street. So then the secretary gives, you, gives that person more information. 
So that is exchanging information for information. But that information, the initial information, was extracted from you because we were careless in saying where we were and what we're doing. So my, my point in all this and in this podcast is to have policies and procedures. You should have a clear set of processes on how you handle information, your own personal information, and how you process or how do you react to different events. So that whenever someone comes up and asks for something or it's, it's you need to do an act, change a password or change an account information or pass on different emails, all that is set up so that you don't rely on, on well, I think it's okay and we shouldn't be upset about so-and-so asking for that information because of these other extraneous events that are going on. In other words, we're not moved by our own thoughts and our emotions, but instead we are motivated and moved by the process. So when someone that we think should be trusted asks us for information, we should always go back to the process. Well, do you have this document? Do you have the other document? Do you have you please sign here? This information is important because it has been thought out. Hopefully, <laughs> your security manager, director, has uh, developed this when he, he thought this out properly. He got it properly vetted so that it is information that is required to make a transfer of knowledge in such a way as to protect you and your company. Policies and procedures, it's crucial to your security. Do you have a story you would like to share? If you're on Anchor, then send me a message. I'd like that. I enjoy bringing you the best security hacks twice a week. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Share it, post it, send me a message. And always remember, you are security. Security.